What is going on, my fellow geeks, and welcome back to Raving Geeks. I do have a media recommendation. I love Lord of the Rings. Superheroes, movies, a little jack-of-all-trades, I guess. So what makes me a geek? What is going on, my fellow geeks, and welcome back to Raving Geeks, the weekly pop culture podcast from Central Michigan Life, where we discuss all things geek culture, which is like high culture, but better. If this is your first time joining us, make sure you follow the CM Life Instagram and Twitter pages for updates on the podcast, and to look for us wherever you find your podcasts, including YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on our website at www.cm-life.com. My name is Brendan Valentine, and I'd like to thank you all for joining me and my fellow co-hosts this week, who will introduce themselves in a second with our question of the week. This week's question is, drumroll please, what is your favorite MCU end credit scene? Um, so I will start with mine. Um, my favorite was probably the end credit scene uh, for Captain America, the Winter Soldier, uh, where we got our first look at um, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. Uh, because for most other MCU movies after phase one, um, heck, like after we got the Thanos one, I was kind of into predicting you know, what, what the end credit scene was. Iron Man 3 didn't really have, like, a major one. Like, it just had him talking to Banner. Um, let's see, Guardians of the Galaxy had, like, some, like, the Dancing Groot one, but I, like, they were things that were, like, mildly predictable, like, in the movie. The um, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver one came out of nowhere to me, and, like, that surprise of, like, oh, we're, we're getting bigger, like, here for the next Avengers movie, because Winter Soldier was the latest movie released at least on earth um as long as far as i re can remember before avengers age of ultron so i was like it got me hyped for that movie i wasn't expecting it it all just like it all blended together really well um okay i'll go next uh hey everyone uh, my name is hope Goodrell. um i would say that my favorite end scenes um is either going to be baby dancing group because absolutely adorable. Like I understand, you know, predictability, but like it's baby dancing group. Come on. Um, and while technically not in the MCU, uh, the end credit scene of the incredible Hulk um, with, Oh, I can't remember his name who played Hulk Ross. before. Oh, yeah. Edward Norton. Thank you. Edward Norton. Um, who played Hulk before um, Mark, Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. Wow, I'm having trouble with names today, apparently. <laughs> um, but I uh, really, I also liked that, like, even though we didn't get Edward Norton as Hulk um, in the MCU, the fact that, like, they still connected the fact that Hulk and, like, hinted towards it um, with Tony Stark meeting um, was... General Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, and was like, oh, so I hear you have like a problem or something like that. And it was like, all right, we're getting Hulk. We're good. Um, mm -hmm. So probably one of those. Honestly, there are so many, though, that like uh, I'm kind of anticipating some to come up that I'll be really excited for later. So. Um, all right. Well, I'm Isaac Hunter. Um, I also love the group baby group dancing at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy. That that was I, I put that down. 
Um, but I also love the Spider-Man Homecoming end credit scene all the way at the end where it's Captain America talking about the importance oh of gosh. patience. Oh my gosh. Yes. I just, so many people in the theater when I saw it were like, oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> I went and saw it with a friend who had seen it like the day before. Like he, like we had plans to see it and then he got invited to see it like the day before and he didn't tell me that he'd actually gone to see it. He's like, it was so good. I'd love to see it again. At, like while we're in the theater. And then like, so for the, like the vulture reveal, like he was already looking at me when that happened and I looked over and I was like, holy crap. But then like the entire time the credits are playing, um, he's just like, oh, no, no, it's worth it. Just wait. And then like <laughs> the Captain America one comes and I was like, are you kidding me? And he's just sitting there dying laughing. He's like, no, I, I, I had to sit through it. So you had to sit through it too. <laughs> oh, it's so, I don't know. It's so good. I think just Spider-Man Homecoming has good end credits because I also like the Far From Home ones with uh, J. Jonah Jameson. Mm-hmm. Um. That was a surprise that J.K. Simmons would be reprising, 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 um, reprising the character, not the same role, I suppose. And you know, um, uh, Nick Fury being a scroll for that movie. So, <laughs> good. Setup. Um, speaking of Nick Fury, I guess this doesn't technically count as an end credit scene, but like the end credit scene that never was for Iron Man, mm-hmm. where Nick Fury came in. I don't know if you heard this, but, like, around the time they were releasing Endgame, they released a bunch of, like, you know, concept art and, like, what-if, like, footage, and that's actually the kind of what sparked the idea for the what-if series is, like, oh, there was so much stuff we, like, almost did, and, like, this is how, like, where it could have gone. Um, but uh, Nick Fury, his line instead of, like, you know, I want you to join the Avengers Initiative was something along the lines of... Um, uh, mutants, uh, uh, um, radioactive spiders, and then what was the other Marvel movie out at the time? Um, it was I think Spider-Man. something to do with, was it Fantastic Four or something? I don't know. Oh, yeah, something like, and the world's first, or, and the world's first super family or something like that. It was three, like, yeah. Marvel movies that were not MCU um, and, like, still are not MCU that they were going to try and connect them in, but they didn't have the rights to do it. But they were like, if they had the rights, yeah. we, it would have been, you know, it would have been connected universe type stuff. So which, I thought that would have been really cool. Which is really, would have completely changed the MCU. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting because Iron Man came out in 2008, which if they're talking about Spider-Man already having been bit, like if that was true, that he was already bit, um, that would make Spider-Man a lot older, like eight years older. That's true. Um, at least because he came out what, in 2016 was a uh, civil war. Yeah, the civil war happened in 2016, yeah. and Peter Parker was had been bitten for a, a year before that. So he um, so he got bit in 2015 in the mm-hmm. MCU. I mean, they kind of fixed it, you know, with the blip and everything. Hey, he didn't <laughs> actually age five years. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, there it is, exactly. Plus, Tom Holland um, confirmed or made it like a headcanon that uh the little boy with the iron man shield and like with the uh blaster uh during the first iron man uh second one, iron man second, iron man, second iron man yep iron man you <laughs> i got i'm tired today i apologize um was was peter parker which is pretty cool i think feige got on board with that too i think it's it's all but confirmed all, all that Tom Holland has to do is like make it a line in uh, No Way Home, and it'll be it'll be confirmed. 
Alrighty. Well, thank you very much for getting us started. That was, I think that was a really good question. I think we could honestly probably could have made a whole episode about end credit scenes, <laughs> yes, uh, but we, we have some have. more pressing MCU news tonight, um, but we're going to quick get started um, well, or tonight, today, whatever time you're actually watching this. Um, we got some quick geek news for you. So um, I will get started. Uh, I, I have to apologize first and foremost, um, everyone. I jinxed it. Last week, I mentioned that uh, May the 4th might have been a potential release date for um, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga. Um, but alas, um, TT Games has officially said that they will not make their spring 2021 release date time and uh, hope to um, make uh, a later window this year. Um, while I'm disappointed... I'm still looking forward to this game and the fact that they're like still putting effort into it. I hope this doesn't end up being like a, a cyberpunk situation where they delay it and they delay it and they delay it. And then they, it turns out no one was actually working on it the entire time, but I hope, I hope they're really putting effort into it. And they're, it's just hard to meet deadlines because of COVID because this is the, it has the potential to be such a good game. It looks so good. And mm-hmm. I'm very excited. Um, another reference to last week. Um, I know I mentioned in passing that, um, the Pokemon Go on April Fool's Day, uh, or not Pokemon Go, but like the Pokemon Company, all of their social media seem to be overrun with Bidoof. Um, and they have officially come out and apologized for all of this so-called Bidoofery that uh, happened on their social media pages. So um, it's very good to see that um, they're taking accountability for their actions <laughs> and um, uh, acknowledging the situation that occurred. <laughs> oh, very mature of them. Yes. Alrighty, uh, what have y'all got for us? Okay, um, yeah, I have some news. All right, um, one, I just found out um, from the Wall Street Journal is where I read it for your source. But uh, yeah, Netflix has uh, reached a multi-year agreement with Sony Pictures Entertainment uh, for domestic streaming rights to the studio's theatrical movies. Um, and so basically... The deal is going to start with Sony Pictures 2022 movie slate, uh, but it's going to basically give Netflix uh, a first look option to pick up movies uh, that Sony is specifically like marketing or licensing for streaming platforms. And this includes any future Spider-Man movies and other Sony films based on Marvel characters like Venom and Mobius. So Netflix is going to be able to stream those Sony movies, which I think is really interesting. Yeah, so which means the only um, so it's between Disney Plus and Netflix, which I feel like are the two most like common household streaming services now. Like Hulu's up there, HBO Max is like making its thing, and a lot of people have Prime. But like when you think streaming service, Netflix is the original, and Disney Plus is like the the big newcomer, at least in my sphere of people. Um, yeah. Which would make almost the entire MCU now because we're missing Incredible Hulk on Disney Plus and the Spider Man movies, but everything else is on there. Um, so we'd have everything except for Incredible Hulk because that's Universal, not Sony. But maybe there'll be like a bundle where you can get them cheaper if you get them together. Mm-hmm. Superhero <laughs> bundle, get the two streaming services. Yeah, um, I don't think Netflix and Disney Plus are coming to any no. <laughs> agreement anytime soon. Um, but can I thought get, that was pretty interesting. I was going to say, can we get Netflix and um, although I think it is HBO. But whatever the DC streaming service turned into, was it HBO? If HBO can, Max. If they can, you know, combine, maybe, you know, I could afford HBO Max. 
Speaking of HBO, <laughs> if you'd ever feel like sponsor us, sponsoring us, we would love to put in our own little segment for HBO content. We um, will do like streams of your content. We'll do a whole walkthrough. Um, we'll do bonus episodes. Yeah. I, I just, I also really want HBO Max, but uh, just like the more stuff that comes out, I'm like, crap, this is like, is very competitive and looks very good. So, yeah. Um, and so, my second bit of news of arguably more important uh, than the Netflix and Sony agreement is that uh, Marvel Studios has released um, uh, an hour long clip of uh, Baron Zemo dancing in the nightclub from Falcon and Winter Soldier. And it is. It is very, yeah, it is very, if you can, for the, the listeners at home that can't see us, um, just picture um, almost like Spider-Man from Spider-Man 3 dancing, but less cringy at the same time because he's doing it in a nightclub and not on the street. So that's exciting. Show All right. The kids. Uh, for, for those of you listening at home, uh, for the rest of this episode, one of us will be Zemo dancing. Um, for those of you watching on YouTube, we'll try our best. Um, but those of you listening, just imagine it's one of us. All right. Well, hope take it away. All right. Uh, so horror film fans, uh, you're in luck because the next Jordan Peele movie is coming out. Uh, Steven Yoon is in negotiations to join Kiki Palmer in the next film. So, I kind of want to see it because Kiki Palmer I really liked I really like her acting so like maybe I'll actually go see a horror movie we'll see um if you were fans of the animated uh cartoon series in the 80s called Thundercats uh Adam Wingard who did Gonzala versus or Gonzala Godzilla versus Kong. hey it's a Gonzala versus a Kong you know Godzilla. sorry that was, that was gonzala gargonzola that's what it is that's cheese. yeah sorry maybe i was thinking basketball with gonzaga too i yeah um which side note that almost half court shot that he did the one kid did he was a freshman so like if you haven't seen the gonzaga yeah if, uh, uh, against UCLA. ucla in the final four game oh my gosh you need to go watch that yes i will geek over sports right now i will also geek over sports i watched that game and that was a good game and i wanted ucla to take it but if that was how it's gonna end i'm not gonna complain and he was a freshman and i was like oh my gosh when my dad told me he was a freshman i was like okay yeah what have i done as a freshman nothing <laughs> <laughs> right I-, I was in community college as a freshman mm-hmm. um uh, okay um but yeah so adam wingard who did Godzilla versus Kong will direct an animated film based on the 80s cartoon series Thundercats. Uh, for fans of Bridgerton, I have good news and bad news. And I'm going to start with the bad news first so that you can be happy with the good news later. Um, I apologize in advance if I screw up his name, um, but Reggie Jean Paul um, will not be returning as the Duke of Hastings in season two. Um, there was an Instagram post from Lady Whistletown uh, on Bridgerton Netflix uh, Instagram that said, uh, dearest readers, while all eyes turn to Lord Anthony Bridgerton's quest to find a Viscountess, we bid adieu to Regé Jean-Paul, who so triumphantly played the Duke of Hastings, will miss Simon's presence on screen 
but he will always be a part of the Bridgeton family. Daphne will remain a devoted wife and sister, helping her brother navigate the upcoming social season and what it has to offer. More intrigue and romance than my readers may be able to bear. Yours truly, Lady Whistledown. Um, so to try and like ease the pain here, uh, Duke of, the Duke of Hastings was always going to be a short role just for like season one. Um, because it was essentially like a one season arc for his character and the series is trying to stay true to the books in who what characters they follow and like the arcs that they have um, so each se season is supposed to follow like each of the siblings love story um, so on to the good news for Bridgerton fans there are four new actors cast for roles for season two uh, so we've got uh Charitha Ch Chandran um, and Shelly Khan cast as Edwina and Mary Sharma, the sister and mother of the new lead, Kate Sharma. And then we've got Callum Lynch as Theo Sharp and Rupert Young will play Jack. So you've got new people to look forward to, even if your favorite is leaving. Um, I am very sad at this next bit of news because I loved the show, even if I'm behind on episodes. Um, but CBS has decided to end the show MacGyver with this season five finale, which is coming up on April 30th at its usual time of 8 p.m. MacGyver um, ran for five seasons in this reboot? Yeah. Interesting. Heck, when you said CBS, though, like, I real quick <laughs> thought you were going to say they're canceling Survivor. And I was like, they better not be canceling Survivor. <laughs> No, no, I think you still got a survivor for a bit longer. Um, 50 seasons, baby. <laughs> and a movie. Yeah. And a movie. I will be honest and say that, like, the, the tone of the show changed when George Eves left the show, um, especially when they brought in a woman, which, like, I love her. But then they were like, oh, let's have a romantic relationship between essentially the bodyguard and the main character. And it was like, mm. I think that's where they got went off the rails a little bit. But I love all the characters and I'm going to be really set. The show is gone um, because I absolutely love the show. Um, for fans of Into the Spider-Verse, Into the Spider-Verse 2 reportedly has Christopher Daniel Barnes in final talks to appear as the 90s animated Spider-Man. Oh, how cool is that? <laughs> no way. That's cool. I'll... So, you know, we get more Spider-Man and we get throwbacks. And yeah, I thought it's going to be exciting. And that means I also have to watch Into the Spider-Verse. I know it's been a while. I'm behind. You haven't seen Listen, it? I'm really bad. I it's know references. so good. <laughs> I keep probably finding my, other stuff. <laughs> probably my favorite Spider-Man film. That's fair. I, I It's exceptional. Watch. Like, I absolutely love Miles Morales and everything, but, like, honestly... I would, do you? I would probably be watching it for Spider-Ham with John Mulaney. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just because I love John Mulaney, so... Um, like I said in our first episode of the podcast, if in No Way Home, we don't... And if, like, <laughs> if it is, like, an Enter the Spider-Verse, like, multiverse-type story, if we don't get at least a reference to John Mulaney's Spider-Ham, I am going to be upset. We'll storm into Kevin Feige's office with our masks and be like, listen, we need hey, this to happen. If we still have to wear masks by the time that, like, 
this film would come out, I'm going to be kind of ticked. The only mask I'll be wearing is Spider-Man's mask. <laughs> Spider-Ham's mask. You gotta wear oh, a Spider-Ham yes. mask if we're going to go into Kevin Feige uh, uh, about Okay, official tangent. Does Spider-Man's mask protect against COVID or is it like a neck gator? Oof. It probably does because I feel like he fights a lot of villains with like gases and stuff. Like, But he still gets t- uh, taken out by gases, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I but think it depends on the suit. I don't think he adapts it. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Depending on the suit, I'm yeah. gonna go ahead and say no because I'm pretty sure he still needs to breathe. I think if he had the Iron Spider, oh yeah, suit, yeah. because he could breathe in space. Yeah, that's, he had that, that mask. Has... Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, but I think I any of the other ones, maybe not. Maybe right, the cool. one from uh, Far From Home because he like mixed together a bunch of suits too but yeah. definitely the iron spider mask i want to see john mulaney in in no way home as like a <laughs> tv show cook and he's like well that's how you cook a ham and he's like <laughs> cooking, and that's like the only clip we see of it <laughs> if john mulaney's in no way home will be happy that'll be really funny <laughs> honestly though um so ending that tangent <laughs> Um, the Tomorrow War, it was a movie that stars Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt, wow, I'm having trouble tonight pronouncing things, uh, as the leading role with Chris McKay as the director, who was the director for the Lego Batman movie. Mm. Um, the Tomorrow War was originally set to be distributed in theaters from Paramount Pictures, but it will now be streamed on Amazon Prime Video on July 2nd, uh, 2021. And it'll be like exclusively on Prime Video. Um, and the movie is described as a global sci-fi actioner. So it's, I think Chris Pratt has been hyping it up a lot on his social media accounts lately. So if he's excited for it and he loves, you know, when he does his acting, when he's really excited for a project, he gets into hyping it up. So if you know he's hyping it up, then it has to be somewhat good, right? Yeah. Um, going back to CBS News, uh, NCIS Hawaii, which is technically still rumored to be happening as a spinoff of regular NCIS. Um, but if they're coming out with like stuff about like new characters, then I feel like it's becoming less of a rumor. Um, but a first in NCIS history is that the primary leadership role will be filled by a woman. So the equivalent of Mark Harmon's uh, Leroy Jethro Gibbs or Chris O'Donnell's uh, G. Callen or LL Cool J Sam Hanna um, from NCIS LA and then Scott uh, Bakula as uh, Agent Pride on New Orleans. Um, there is a woman who will be serving as the first division chief of NCIS Pearl, and she is tentatively named Jane Tennant. So I'm super excited for this. Um, and I really want to know if this does happen, if it's going to cross over with Magnum PI, because like technically Magnum PI is in the NCIS universe. And I have a whole link that I will not go into right now. <laughs> they also connected to Hawaii Five-O. Yes. Which, okay, so they can have luau's, dude. They've done that. Um, <laughs> Hawaii Five-O and uh, Magnum PI. So, um, Empire of Light is a is a 
going to be a 1980s set in 1980s romance starring Olivia Coleman and will be directed by Sam Mendes and Roger Deakins, who did 1917, the war film. Um, so that's going to be really interesting. Um, and I'm very curious about that one. Uh, there is going to be a movie called House Party starring Jorge Lindenberg Jr. and Tosin Cole. Um, and they're set to star in the reboot of the classic 1990 comedy. And for friend, fans of Friends, uh, David Schwimmer, Schwimmer? Schwimmer. Uh, Schwimmer revealed that the cast of the original Friends TV show is filming the re reunion very soon and like had in all caps very soon. Ollie did not specifically say. Um, it's very soon, you know, what they can do with COVID restrictions. So, oh, and my final bit of news is that Sebastian Stan has officially been playing uh, James Buchanan Barnes for a total of 10 years since he first appeared in Captain America, the first Avenger. So I'm really well, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that is all of my news that I've got for y'all this week. Awesome. Thank you very much. Good stuff. Good stuff. Alrighty. So um, I know with my news, it was kind of a throwback to last week. And another throwback to last week for our main topic. Last week, we talked about the state of the uh, DCEU. And then this week, we got uh, some updates on the soon-to-be-released uh, Marvel uh, projects, the summer ones that we're going to get. Uh, Loki and Black Widow. Um, Black Widow, we've had a couple trailers for already, and Loki, we already had one. Um, but they were able to give us more footage of both, and I found them both to be very exciting. I figure we can start with Black Widow um, and then move on to the trailer for Loki. Um, so starting with Black Widow, um, obviously this is not like we technically already got the release trailer like back like last March um, and then they've, they've done their best to like not spoil too much footage so the whole movie just isn't in trailers but um, I, I don't know I thought like there was I was surprised by the amount of like brand new footage that we got in this trailer given all of the new like all of the stuff we've gotten in the past I thought we'd kind of reached like the limit of what we were getting, but overall, like, um, does do for either of you, did this trailer change anything? Did it add something? Was there anything in it that, like, you're like, oh, I didn't know that was happening that you got really uh, excited for? Y yes, um, I as well, first of all, am was really surprised. I was like, when I watched the movie, how much is it gonna, like, you know, am I what's gonna turn out? I didn't see, but uh, no, I really liked in, in the trailer, you see like a clip of uh of like a young David Harbour with like two younger kids, I'm assuming to be a young Natasha Romanoff and her sister, adopted sister, sister-like yeah. figure. Um, and I don't know, I kind of, I guess, I never pictured her as being like that young and like knowing these people. So I think it's gonna be pretty, I thought it was more like young adult. They like formed a family type bond, but it looks like almost like, He's straight up their like father figure. Mm -hmm. I think that's I will, pretty interesting. I will say I was kind of disappointed in one aspect as like, especially with the beginning part when they're doing all the flashbacks, when she says, I've made a lot of mistakes. I was like, you had the perfect opportunity to reference the Avengers by saying I have read in my ledger. Like, come on, why didn't 
you've connected it to so many other things to various parts like easter eggs come on why did you do that um that's probably a big part of the film like i've seen a lot of people like try to make that connection and i'm like i think that's it's too obvious for them to like not be intentionally leaving it out yeah yeah like loki's whole spiel that he talks to her Mm -hmm. dracovich's daughter i think is what he says yeah i don't know um but other than that I am actually like really excited to see her sister figure, um, especially because like we've only known Black Widow um, and uh, Natasha Romanoff as a single person who was in the Black Widow program and therefore, you know, is by herself. Like she doesn't have anyone else. And I mean, we get teased when her and Bruce Banner start maybe possibly having a relationship that doesn't really go anywhere. Um, but I mean, you don't see anyone else. And so I'm really excited to see like her sister because her si- or sister figure, however we want to say that. Um, Yelena. Yeah. Because like to know that she had this big relationship that she kept hidden or felt that she couldn't go back to um, until this moment. And then it's like, Oh, but her sister looks almost as badass as her, and um, if not a little bit more. um, (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, um, But I also, I'm curious because there was a lot of like fan theories thrown around um, during Civil War um, when she is talking to Winter Soldier, Bucky. Um, come on, you can at least recognize me. And so I'm like, are they going to like reference that at all in this? Ooh, movie? Yeah. Or is it going to be kept out? Especially because we do see the Black Widow program a little bit. So I thought that reference in Civil War was to the fact that she saw him in Captain America the Winter Soldier. Well, she gets she gets shot sometime in her history by, by the Winter oh, Soldier. Yeah, you're right. No more bikini season or something, she says. Yeah. Which it's just like a scar on her tummy, but still, yeah. Wait, then, I thought that I thought that was from that fight in that movie. That scar, no, no that was her shoulder so. during um, Winter Soldier. Was in her shoulder. Um, she gets she gets injured a lot. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, Dangerous line of work. But also with the Black Widow that program way. essentially being Hydra or Hydra adjacent, a sister program to Hydra type thing, that like it's possible that they would have trained together too or like trained to be like hey this is our worst assassin you need to you know something um that that's I'm like, fair especially what with what they're doing in falcon and the winter soldier right now it wouldn't yeah. be completely out of the realm of possibility so i'm like do we get that or is marvel gonna say no that's not actually a thing um so i'm really curious to see how that will go so but other than that yeah. i'm super excited my my major thing just like you hope is this was my major thing that i pulled from the trailer that um excited me the most was like the new scenes with yelena Mm -hmm. um because this was the first time that i ever this footage made me actually consider some fan theories that i've heard that uh yelena's actually working with taskmaster and she wants control of the red room or like not working with taskmaster but like she's not stopping him because she wants to destroy the red room but she wants she wants to take control of the Black Widow program. Um, is theories I've heard. Um, I've also heard that um, they might be setting her up to become the new Black Widow. 
like or like a new maybe not taking that title but like um if we don't if we no longer have natasha um are is she willing like after natasha has died is she willing to kind of like maybe pick up the mantle the way like a sam or a bucky would for captain america um so i've heard that and i seeing this trailer i don't think that that's going to be the case however anything's possible and i'm always excited to see the taskmaster scenes especially like to pull out his movements it's like all right that's from hawkeye that's from cap that's from iron man like that that's kind from of black stuff. panther yeah that's from black panther like and i was like okay that's really cool and i really the taskmaster costume looks faithful to the comics um the the movement and everything like if i really like the idea of taskmaster like that being able to like see something and copy it um because i feel like that's a one of the more realistic powers if that makes sense because there are people that like can do that almost mm-hmm. so i was I'm, I'm always excited to see taskmaster stuff so but I um remembered there's a possible another reference to like the black widow program during the agent carter series Mm-hmm. Um, with Dottie, and then when they go to Germany, I don't remember, um, but join the 107th to infiltrate like a base of some sort, um, and they find like the beds with the handcuffs and stuff to chain the girls to the beds. Like, I'm like, okay, so are we going to also get like that history and like go way back, or are we just going to stick with the Natasha Romanoff um, history of it? See, that's a shame that Agent Carter wasn't, like, made during the Disney Plus era, because I feel like that show had a lot of potential, and then oh, it yeah. kind of got thrown under the bus. Definitely. Because, like, first of all, Haley Atwell is a great actress, and I love her as Peggy Carter. Um, and seeing, like, her coming into her own in that was really, really cool, and I liked the concept of the series. Uh, I'd, I'd love to see a reboot or a, a rerun of it. Mm-hmm. Um. Another interesting thing about the trailer for Black Widow, uh, the new trailer, I realize, is uh, the clip it has, because it has a clip from Avengers Endgame mm-hmm. from her and uh, Hawkeye in Vormir. And, like, it kind of makes you think, like, because this, like, that happens after this movie takes place. So why is that in the trailer? Like, is it just to tell us as the audience, like, just to remind us? Um, or is it, like deep down the whole tv show is actually like being told from a point of view like right after she died like maybe she's in that mm-hmm. orange realm that happens when you the soul stone know, the soul stone thing and she's just like has to like reflect on her whole life you know before she can either move on or be uh pulled back by steve depending on how that works yeah so i thought that was pretty interesting that they added like parts from a movie that lot canonically take place after this tv series mm-hmm. or movie it's a movie so it I is think, a movie yeah 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 i think um i think personally like my my idea for it is that it's just to like show what happens like hey i redeemed myself or i feel like i redeemed myself um but like that it's more to just because it, it is supposed to be the end of phase three like they were supposed to have that for like the end of phase three technically Black Widow was supposed to be the first Phase Four project. It was slated as the first Phase Four project. Far from Home was the end of Yeah, yeah. It ended up being Wandavision. Um, but I think like it's just it's not necessarily supposed to be just like origin story, but like explaining, going more in depth into the character and showing us, you know, more sides to her than what we knew 
um, which I feel like is what Disney or Disney, Mar well, technically Disney and Marvel are um, like doing with a lot of characters like within WandaVision and um, like what they're uh, doing with Falcon and Winter Soldier and everything. So, yeah. Absolutely. I'm, I'm very excited for like phase four in general, but mm -hmm. I've been anticipating Black Widow ever since it was announced. Like I never thought we were actually gonna get a like, especially after Endgame. I was like, mm -hmm. I don't, I didn't think we were getting a Black Widow movie. But I'm, I'm really, really excited. Not just because like, oh yay, like you know, Scarlett Johansson gets like her own movie in the MCU, but like, it looks like something that's different and new that we straight up haven't seen. Mm -hmm. And the movie looks so like insanely action packed and just it. I don't know how to put this into words, but like. I haven't been this I was I was obviously very excited for Endgame but like I haven't been this excited for a non-Avengers movie like ever. Um it could be just cuz I've had to wait so long but like with you know the way Natasha's story ended and I feel like there's a weird like time gap like between Civil War and Infinity War we really don't have any idea what's going on with the Avengers. Um and I feel like this, this since this takes place during that time period, it'll give us like that good, um, you know, filling in of the gap and information from before. Yeah, like how it you see we see clips of like uh, General Thunderbolt Ross, uh, like yeah, why a the lot heck is Ross younger, in this movie? like like blonde, younger, like from the eighties, and so like we're obviously going to get a lot of history uh and flashbacks probably form uh which will also help open up new things because like red canonically hulk. yeah red hulk canonically i think abomination is in the mcu like canonically still like in a bunker somewhere uh he was in, i'm pretty sure he's on the raft actually yeah the prison that they kept mm -hmm. uh most of the avengers in at the end of civil war but uh, but yeah um and so like you want I wonder like how far they're gonna go back to be able to open up new avenues. Um, <clears throat> and that's pretty I think that's pretty exciting. Especially since like when in it was Infinity War where she's like I went and like looked for my family and like all I found was like gravestones or something. I don't know. Yeah Black, Black Widow says that in, in a movie. And so, like, I'm kind of going into this whole, like, Black Widow movie the same way I went into uh, Rogue One, where I was like, I don't know how many people are going to make it out of this. <laughs> mm -hmm. So well, That's the thing, like, it, it, it has, we already know where it ends, and we already kind of know where it starts, with mm -hmm. already having two movies, like, right in front and right behind with that character being in both movies. So it's like, what the heck happens here? Because it looks like we're introducing this whole new realm of stuff that has potential for sequels but it's condensed into like this you know it's kind of already boxed in so um so, it'll Brendan, be interesting you, you brought up something that all of a sudden i was like oh um since this is technically between civil war and infinity war the sokovia accords are technically in effect and she signed them which makes me very curious if she ends up like on Cause doesn't she end up with, on like Cap's side during oh, Infinity yeah. War? She ran away with Cap because she, um, or ran away with, but like she was with Cap and um, Sam yeah. while 
like I think they didn't give it like a time frame, but like she was with them for a little while. So like I wonder if like so oh, if she does this and then essentially like violates the accords and then she's like you know what screw it I'm on this side anyways like I only signed it because of all the red in my ledger you know to try and be on the right side of the law this time around and then she realizes like what it actually does and then she joins up with cap and everything after like this movie like i wonder if that's how like the timeline and ever and like events go or if like the sokovia accords are just like thrown out the window at this point you know they've been keeping the accords strong like they're mentioned in both wandavision and falcon the winter soldier and like there's still a thing which i think is bs after endgame you're really going to keep the sokovia accords yeah like but, first of all, now you know you can't enforce them with how many people showed up to that final battle. Like you, <laughs> you could maybe enforce it at Civil War, where you're like, okay, our biggest issue is Vision, um, or and now it's like, ah, we cannot control Wanda. Who's the heck is Doctor Strange? Uh, like, <laughs> that guy fixed my liver like last year, and now he's shooting lasers. What the heck? Yeah, Doctor Strange, who cares about Loki appearing to find the father that he put in a nursing home and having him fall for 30 minutes, but doesn't oh, care when Wanda scene. takes over an entire city. <laughs> oh, he was in the dark dimension playing chess with Dormammu. Yeah. Canon. <laughs> um, but uh, tangent really quick. Um, so I found this on TikTok. And the, um, so... When Shuri called Bucky the White Wolf in at the end of Black Panther, in the comics, White Wolf is Black Panther's adopted brother, which means that Queen Mother uh, Ramonda 100% adopted that broken white boy, James Buchanan Barnes, meaning Bucky has diplomatic immunity as a member of the Wakandan royal family. So that makes me wonder, with his pardon, is it because he technically now has immunity? Um, but I don't know if y'all want to go on that tangent at all. Or <laughs> It's interesting. Um, also, I'm pretty sure it was, I didn't think it was Shuri that called him the White Wolf. I thought that was T'Challa when he, when he think, brought him the arm. I think it was like little kids running around, actually. But I, I, I thought, might... I, like, I can vividly remember Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman, like, in the accent, it is time the White Wolf, like, re-entered the fight or something like that. I think the little kids were running, calling him White Wolf, White Wolf, and then T'Challa yeah. called him that. When or he, he says, talking. like, our guest or something. Yeah. Oh, well. well Shuri says I, we have I, another broken white boy to fix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is Shuri. <laughs> so, oh, well. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, last question, just, like, to throw this out there, kind of in reference to um, our opening question, anyway. Uh, any... Uh, anticipation or expectations for what the end credit scene of Black Widow is going to be? Something with Thunderbolt Ross. Like, but like not from the past, like now. Modern day Ross. Like where like they did stuff, of, it's only going to show him in the past, but then it's going to be like, oh, he still has this thing. Maybe he mm-hmm. stole from the Red Room or something. I don't know. I almost want like her sister to meet up with like one of the current avengers and like maybe hint towards more young avengers stuff of like her possibly joining not as the black widow but as like her own like a new hero i don't think yelena would count as a young avenger because i'm pretty sure she's the same age as natasha she looks 
Even though Florence Pugh herself is under 20. Yeah, is very young. But I don't think Yellen is that young. It's not like Nat was old either. I don't even think she was. I think she was like 40, but that's because they time jumped to like 2023. Like she's the youngest of the Avengers, I think. Like she's not old. I think she's like 27 in Iron Man 2 or something like that. Like compared to the rest of the Avengers who are in their 50s in Endgame. And Thor's 1500. Oh, yeah, Thor is like... <laughs> <laughs> and Steve being 106 at that point, right? Yeah, something, yeah, like, that. something like that. Bucky's 109. Yeah, um, yeah so uh, my anticipation, I, I agree. I think there's going to be something with Ross. My big theory is um, he's starting the, something like uh, to fall under the Sokovia Accords, like not necessarily a suicide squad, but like... But- what are the Thunderbolts? Is that the name of the squad he had in the comics? I don't think that's him. I know what you're talking about, though. Um, but, like, this, it's like a weird, not necess- it's not like anti hero, but kind of like anti villain, where you're like you are a villain, but you're also fighting against other villains um, type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe like a Red Hulk something, you know, the Red Room with gamma radiation is Red Hulk. Um, but I think that'll be like a mid credit scene and then an end credit scene um i think we will go back to vormir and um either see not not necessarily cap returning the stone but like something as like a either this is the end of black widow's arc we see like her body down there either like a you know talking in the soul stone some comment being made maybe like um because we see like clint get the soul stone and then him like all of a sudden he's not on the mountain anymore. Maybe Clint, st- like maybe Clint goes back to find her body before traveling back in time or traveling back to the future. Um, something like that. I think it'll take, something will take place on Vormir. Um, the reason for that being switching over to the next trailer, um, the Loki trailer, the first one look, had a place that kind of looked like Vormir. I'm not going to ask major questions about this yet. Cause I want to talk about this first. Second trailer also had a major place that looked like Vormir. And this time we saw Loki talking to someone that looked like Matt. So, um, maybe there's a reason Loki is coming out around the same time as black widow, um, to pull this to like together. Like that wasn't their original plan. They're like, ah, oh, you got to wait till Loki and then see what happened to Nat. But now it's like, all right, release him at the same time. Um, even though now Black Widow will come out after Loki, so doesn't um, doesn't Lo- I mean, because Loki's being held by like the time, the TVA, people. the TVA, yeah. which it looks like from the trailer is headed time. by the Living Tribunal, or well, it's like that, or there's also people called the Timekeepers who uh, are like a bunch of old dudes in robes, similar to the mm-hmm. giant statues. I don't know uh, yet. I'm excited. But, like, doesn't... Because there was the scene where he's, he uh, steals and, like, jumps out of the airplane, and that was back in the 60s. Yeah, D.B. Cooper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, I almost wonder if it isn't, like, a pre-endgame Natasha, possibly. Um, like, maybe after the Avengers... And after her whole spiel of trying to figure out who, you know, Loki's trying to control. Um, and 
Um, but before she dies on Vormir, like maybe like trying to tell her like, hey, yes, you did bad things. I did bad things too. But also, you know, you turned good. I'm kind of sort of good. I'm still Loki. So like, you know, chaotic, good-ish. So well, the thing that this trailer really revealed, the last one kind of just hinted around is like, this is an offshoot. This is not the Loki from our main universe. Like, and he wouldn't have be necessarily become that Loki. Like, yeah. this is the Loki that got the Tesseract and, you know, teleported away. And the yeah, TVA and took him. Never did get help again with Thor. No, like everything after Avengers. So Thor, the Dark World, him ruling Asgard for yeah, like his mom's still three, alive. three years. Yeah. Um, the stuff from Ragnarok. Um, and his death in Infinity War, none of that happened. So what um, they specifically talk about, like this Loki variant. So I'm thinking, mm -hmm. so, and you see like how uh, in the trailer, there's this new scene where you can kind of see like a timeline graph and like offshoots from it. And Loki's going to be exploring those. Um, I don't know why they're picking Loki, but like in the trailer, like, ah, oh, there's something special about him. But I think we're going to meet these other variants. So like mm -hmm. similar to how, you know, the Marvel what if is like, oh, here's, you know, here's what's going on. Um, they're going, it seems like they're going in the direction where Loki is going to have to fix these variants, which opens up the idea of these like what if type characters that are at the, like the endpoints of these things that he has to kind of pull back. Um, so this could be a variant Natasha that either didn't die on Vormir or got resurrected. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm thinking that that's where, that's where this could come in. I also don't know if, you know, Black Widow is actually going to, you know, Scarlett Johansson will make an appearance. Cause I don't know if that's yeah. like in, in the cards for her, in the contract for her, but I would love to see that. Um, but if this is the case, do either of you have like a, a character you'd love to see a variant of and what that variant would be? Um, in the Loki series, so so, uh, I I I I am pretty darn sure that you know like how there's like the, the scene with like President Loki, uh, <laughs> he's like, I I don't I think that's an alternate Loki variant, like that's not our like the hero protagonist Loki. It's like another Loki that uh, kind of like in like a post-apocalyptic New York took charge of America. And so I would love to see almost like post apocalyptic not post-apocalyptic, but you know, like something similar versions of like heroes that we know, the ones that wouldn't have died in New York if it did like the nuke went off and killed like all the Avengers, for instance. Uh, kind of like in this episode of Teen Titans where like Starfire goes to the future and she sees like, as if she hadn't been there, yeah. Yeah. And it's all the different versions of everyone. I kind of want to see something like that, even if it's like ever so brief, where it's like freak like boy climbs on walls like in circus you know and it's like spider-man but it's like i don't know something like that i'd love to see that that's a really cool idea and like you have evidence for it with the president loki scene mm -hmm. so i could see that um to, to go back to one of your questions earlier brendan um about why they chose loki um in norse mythology he is the god of mischief um and so like i feel like him being able to um, and plus within the Avengers, um, he does, he's able to essentially like project himself in various places, even if, you know, he can't like physically be there. Yeah. Um, so the idea of him being the God of mischief and everything, I think that's why like 
because he can see all these different things or like knows how to alter something slightly um yeah the variants are causing like little issues so like being in the mind of loki he's like ah i could see how i would do this and it's like all right now backtrack that we need to get rid of it okay i can see that that makes sense um and um but as far as like like any future variants type thing um i think i had something and then my brain went poof um i think it would be interesting maybe not necessarily like with nuking everyone um with like the nuke yeah uh with the (laughs) nuke (laughs) nuke going off in new york um because i feel like that would also destroy spider-man in a way yeah i just thought of that actually too i was like he lives he lives in, <laughs> he lives in, in what Brooklyn. queens he was on Brooklyn. a vacation yeah. that day he hadn't yeah. moved to queens yet yeah um which he is with uncle, he was with uncle ben oh um but At maybe circus. <laughs> maybe doing like uh with uh like with what they did in the flash um when they went to one of the alternate worlds um where everybody was like the opposite um earth two yeah earth two um especially if like this earth is supposed to be like earth seven six six or something like that six one six one six uh that's not the mcu earth though the earth six one six is the main continuity in the comics the mcu earth is like 1099 or something like that yeah but they think it's six one six in because it was thing. mentioned that was a funny thor. reference i like that oh <laughs> uh, it was in thor and then um and then it was said again later um anyways sorry brain function is not happening while i'm trying to think of words um but i think it would be interesting to see like with loki as the president or you know in control of whatever you know doing his little um mischief things of like seeing variants of like oh hey yeah like peter parker you know instead of turning into the hero he turns into the anti-hero or villain um or like with cap and bucky like cap isn't able to save bucky and hydra is the same or um because hydra was originally what had the tesseract um so it would be interesting to see if like Loki teams up with Hydra at any point. Also, um, like, I think Hulk could survive a nuclear blast, which would be really interesting if like so pres- if President yeah. Loki like used Hulk, who has now gone like pretty much like permanent Hulk form and like crazy, to like ensure his rule or something. I don't know. Yeah. Like in his in his court, like he just yeah. Hulk is chained up in the corner, like type thing. Yeah, exactly. See, because, like, my, my thought process, because I'd love to see more of these, like, variants of other characters, but mm-hmm. I don't know in the TV show, like, if we didn't get Doctor Strange in WandaVision, we're not getting, like, Tom Holland's Peter Parker and Loki. Like, that type stuff. Or, heck, even, like, um, Chris Hemsworth's Thor. Mm-hmm. Um, however, this would be a great opportunity to introduce maybe Beta Ray Bill, who's a, like, Thor-adjacent character, yeah. stuff like that. Um, let's get Sif back. (laughs) Yeah, Lady Sif back, please. Um, she's not dead. Yeah, yeah, she's coming back in Love and Thunder, isn't she? Yeah, I think so. I believe so. Um, 
So what I would love to see in Loki, um, if like we get a Beta Ray Bill or like something like that, where we don't have to see every character from like either the Thor franchise or um, like any other major Marvel movie, is if Loki had succeeded in Thor one, not necessarily like, Ooh. like not necessarily like because he killed the Frost Giants, like that type of stuff. But like if Loki had made it clear from the beginning to Odin that I want to be king. Thor doesn't deserve to be king. And like, if Loki was the one that actually ended up ruling Asgard and was never had all these issues from Odin not accepting him. Like if, you know, this timeline, this Loki variant gets to see, oh, so this is the other timeline where I get everything I wanted. Like a self-realization episode of like, but that isn't the Loki that should be like type thing. Like I'm good as me, Loki. I don't need to be this perfect universe Loki. I think that'd be a really interesting episode that's doable and understandable we kind of get to go back to asgard a bit see that kind of stuff which i think is reasonable so no that that also brings up a really good point about like exploring loki's back background history um since like half of the stuff we get about his backstory is from thor and it's usually like mm-hmm. one time he turned into a snake and i loved snakes so i picked him up and then he turned back and stabbed me yeah but um like an alternate timeline where he was never taken in by odin and he's mm. Lord of the Frost Giants, and he's like blue, his blue form. Um, which Frost Giants are huge. I never got why Loki like didn't ever use the ability to turn into his true form. But uh, so I think that just that's just his magic thing. That's just his form. I also think being raised among Asgardians Mm -hmm. probably did something to him. You know, like with humans, we have epigenetics that it's things on top of your genome and how your genes express themselves. Like he probably is just like ah, you know, this is how I should be. So does make some changes that way. I was thinking at one point that they could bring in uh, what was Matt Damon's Thor. <laughs> but then Please. also, does that Matt Damon's Thor actually well, exist? Matt, Damon, Matt Damon's Loki. He was Loki. Oh, Loki. He was Loki. Yeah, the, the uh, but Chris also, Hemsworth, real real other brother. That's not right. Liam Hemsworth. The oh. third Hemsworth brother was the, the one oldest, that played Thor. The yeah. oldest Hemsworth brother. And now uh, for Luke. Thor, Love and Thunder, Melissa McCarthy is coming in to play Hell. that version of Hela. Which, and I'm oh, so excited for that. so good. <laughs> I love that they're bringing this trope back. I love Taika Waititi in charge of the Thor franchise. I think that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So other stuff with Loki, just more like general concept instead of like the specific stuff. Like we get to see a little more of the TVA, like I mentioned. Mm-hmm. To me, it looks like the Living Tribunal because they're coming in threes. You see these big statues. Um, what do you think at the, by the end of the season we're going to see with the you know the TVA? Like, is Loki going to be like a permanent staple here? Will he go it on his own? Is this a show that seems like to ha- it's going to have season two potential, or is this a, a standalone? Where okay. does where does Loki leave us in the MCU? Um, that's what I was because I, I really don't want Loki to like die at the end. You know, that's like yeah. something a TV show would do. Is like, well, Loki, like you've spent all of your life helping the TVA, like, by the end, he's like, your time is done. Um, okay, but being a TV show, and also being Disney slash Marvel, they could say, hey, he's dead, but not dead. Yeah, also, so, w- with time travel, it's like, literally the show could be, like, infinite, you know, as long as Tom Hiddleston wanted to do it. But um, with the TVA, have you guys ever seen Umbrella Academy? Yes, that's what I was going to say. There's, there's, like, the I forgot what they're called. Do you remember what they're called? The no. There's a, the group of people that also 
basically wear suits and they watch over time and they they live outside of the timeline and they send people to do stuff like the time bureau from legends of tomorrow probably which i guess everything just has a time group but um yeah like i don't know what if loki like ends up ruling this place like becoming leader of the tva or totally just decimates them and destroys them um, oh wait i'd love to see like so let's say at the end of season one like loki's like all right the tva has been manipulating me i have no idea because the the thing about the trailer is it is very ambiguous to what the tva actually is mm-hmm. like it just it presents it as this like office and all this stuff and it's like it just seems like kind of fun but from the trailer it seems like there's probably some they haven't given us the deep thing that's going on like i i can't tell what the main conflict of the season will be beyond fixing these time things uh, uh like the wow. time variance but like where are we going why is he fixing the time variance what does this bring into the mcu no idea kang the conqueror but we're getting that in quantum mania so it's like we're gonna get a drop i think of him in this somewhere you can't have time travel and not have kang and not have kang that's that that's a really good point um but what i think is like the tva is the like the big focus of the trailer so i'm thinking they might end up being the villains because the thing is with every other like thing black widow we know who the villain is it's taskmaster you know with wandavision we didn't know who the villain was um for a while it and was, that was mephisto or the idea of him <laughs> it was it was agatha all along yeah um but we like in the trailers for wandavision we didn't even get anything like about we didn't get anything about hayward we didn't get anything about agatha we got agnes and some people suggest that but um heck even in falcon the winter soldier we heard really nothing we didn't hear the word flag smashers we still don't even really know who the real villain is i think it's the power broker spoiler sorry yeah. spoiler warning um who the power broker was not mentioned in the trailers at all so i'm thinking for that's the same thing for loki because it's another tv show we haven't heard the, they've been dancing around it and we just haven't noticed and um we don't know who the vil- real villain is i think it's whoever's in charge of the tva i think they're going to be manipulating loki i think it's the living tribunal who isn't inherently a villain but could be and stuff like that from marvel comics so that's what this trailer hypes it up more but also like just like the other marvel tv shows leaves it so ambiguous as to what's actually going on and why we should watch mm-hmm. i i kind of want like like how um pierce and oh who's in charge of sword um hayward hayward um are like the head of you know shield or sword but they're technic like they're too power hungry and are essentially the villain um or become a villain that like it's one specific person in the tva um because i think that that would show owen wilson's the villain wow (laughs) wow (laughs) i just want a scene where i just want a scene where they're going like through like time portals like the little doors that keep popping up and like they're fighting through the doors and like uh in dr strange style where they're just falling through portals and just like everyone he goes through like the the people that are like in that time era look and it's wow Wow. Wow. You ever wow. see the movie Cars? It's one of my favorites. <laughs> ka chow. Ka chow. Oh my gosh. If, if he to, says ka chow, uh... I'm gonna die. He, he's like, your brother, he brought in his lightning bolt and was like, ka chow. 
I mean, oh, it's God. Disney. It's Pixar, but okay. If Owen what? Wilson calls Thor the god of lightning, I'm I, I'm gonna count that <laughs> as a Cars reference. <laughs> what about like a reference to uh, Night at the Museum, too, where he's the the oh, he's the little cowboy. Yeah. Heck, <laughs> any of his feel so small. Just have like a Roman emperor come in, you know, and talk to him because that was his best friend. Um, yeah, I think. Honestly, it's gonna be really interesting. Like, with like either Nick. way, because they're bringing in and like referencing so many different things throughout history or creating yeah. things. Like talking about the show, what if? Like, you know, they're kind of doing that with Loki's too. Of like, hey, what if the god of mischief decided that he didn't, you know, care or just wanted to do whatever? And yeah, okay, someone's in charge of him, but are they really? Because he's the god of mischief, so. So that that kind of like that actually kind of leads into like my my question is like for the other like for WandaVision and Falcon the Winter Soldier you've been able to give like a one sentence summary of you know what the show seems to be about from the trailers it's like oh the WandaVision it's you know Wanda and Vision like living in this world of sitcoms but like that's missing like the whole second half of what the show is like this whole the whole subplot of the hex and everything was just left out of the trailers Falcon and the Winter Soldier um it's like, oh, it's uh, Sam and Bucky figuring out, you know, how to live in a world after, you know, Cap is gone. But, you know, they didn't really cover, like, the everything about uh, Wyatt Russell's um, U.S. agent. Um, they didn't cover anything about the power broker. They mentioned Zemo a little bit, but it seemed like he'd be a villain, not necessarily working with them. Like, so far, the show's not over. But, like, that kind of stuff. I'm so happy that, like, they're a trio. I think it's so funny. <laughs> yeah. I loved um, the the when they were both just like, if I may, no, shut no. up. <laughs> I love that. Um, and so you can give a one sentence summary that kind of like messes with it. So I feel like the one sentence summary for Loki, based on the trailer, is Loki traveling through time to fix problems with the TBA. He's kind of being forced into it. Where do we think that? Like, what is this thing that we're missing? Like how, that we've seen in the other shows. I um, want any I want- guesses. I wonder if, okay, I don't know if I have anything super big, but I'm just thinking about, I wonder if uh, the thing is like, they're going to want him to, after fixing everything to basically like live out, like fix his timeline to the point where it's exactly the same. So he knows he's going to get like killed by Thanos. Um, And so it's really Loki, like doing everything he can subtly to not let time play out normally. I, um, I Galactus. No. <laughs> um, Mephisto comes in. No. Um, but I actually think... it was Agatha all along. She's still there. Yeah, you know. It's still um, Agatha. Agatha was Thanos. Yep. Um, I think it would be really interesting, and I know I keep saying God of Mischief a lot, um, but I think it would be really interesting if it turns out that like Loki is actually kind of in charge of everything like that there's this secret higher up like that oh hey you know we answer to him but like nobody knows who it is not even like the VP type thing um and all of a sudden at the end it's like yeah you're out because you're an idiot and I'm really in charge so see ya and you know Loki is just Loki and like all of his yeah 
it's been like, like it's been an alternate form of Loki that's been in charge of the TVA that he kind of like yeah. like this is why I brought you in <gasps> like a oh, really okay. old like Odin like, like Loki too where like he's got like a beard and he's like old Tom Hiddleston and he's like boy <laughs> so hope leading into that in the IMDb IMDb cast list I believe that someone has been cast as female Loki is the yeah. description. So I think the subplot might be like there's something critical about Loki that the TVA knows about. Mm-hmm. And I think they need to collect Loki's from throughout like the multiverse. I think that might gotta be like the, the thing. As a like, battery. Gotta catch them all. Either because Loki is what's breaking the multiverse apart or Loki's the only thing that could bring it together. Uh, I think this mm-hmm. might might lead into some Doctor Strange multiverse of madness type thing. But I think the, the subplot is is like we're going to collect the Lokis. So you're saying um, he's the key. Loki. Loki. He's Loki the key. So anyway, I think it's like there's big multiversal problem. Loki's the fix. Um, Loki does not want to be the fix is, is where I'm thinking. Yeah. And I think that's the thing we're missing is there. Right now, it just seems like, ah, fix these issues. I think there's a deeper multiversal issue. Like, if we don't fix these issues, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. And that leads into, like, this final villain and stuff like that that we don't know about yet. So, um, well, I'm very excited. I love MCU stuff. Uh, normally, we get all this trailer kind of stuff in, like, November or, like, late late summer to early fall, um, even into November. Um, but because of the COVID schedule stuff, uh, we're kind of getting a bunch of stuff now, which is very, very nice. And then with Disney Plus being out, we're getting Marvel stuff throughout the year. So very, very excited. But um, as always here on Raving Geeks, we like to end with some recommendations for you viewers, whether that be movies, video games, comics, or anything else geeky. I've mentioned food before. We've talked about sports, anything that we like to recommend. So would one of our hosts like to start? Uh, yeah, I'll go first. Um so my recommendations are, I have two for this week. First one is the Mighty Ducks Game Changers. It's a Disney Plus show and it comes out a new episode every Friday like Falcon and Winter Soldier. Only it is one episode behind from Falcon and Winter Soldier because it came out one week after. Um, so uh, tomorrow, Friday the 9th, um, when we're filming this, is going to be the third episode it is super cute. Um, Emilio Estevez is still phenomenal as Gordon Bombay. Um, I'm honestly waiting for Charlie to show up at some point and like kick Gordon Bombay's butt into gear. Um, but it's super cute so far and I absolutely love it. Um, my other one is Criminal Minds because I have been binge watching that series lately on Netflix. Um, I'm into season three and I just got Agent Rossi back um but so i love rossi and i love reed and i love all my characters on criminal minds um i haven't seen the like recent seasons so i'm not fully up to date but i figure you know if i go back a bit and i can um go and lead up to everything then you know by the time that the next season comes out i'll be all caught up so you know those are my recommendations all right uh i love criminal minds um I need to watch a lot more, but Mandy Patinkin. Um, my recommendation is actually, it's a, it's not a recent movie. It's from 2013, uh, but it's on Netflix and it's called About Time. Um, and it is, it's honestly more of a romance, to be honest. But it features Dom Hall Gleason, who is, uh, he plays like Bill Weasley. Charlie Weasley. 
Charlie. Bill, yeah. Bill, Bill Weasley. Weasley. Yeah. And he plays uh, what's his nuts from Star Wars? Uh, Commander Hux. Yes, or, no, Commander General Hux. General he's Hux. General. Um, he's great. He's British. He's in the Peter Rabbit movies. Yeah. Okay. Real quick tangent. Speaking of him as Bill Weasley, did you know that uh, the guy who plays Mad Eye Moody was his dad? Is his father? Yes, I yeah, did. I did not. His name also <laughs> ends was... in Gleason. Yeah. No. I didn't is... know that, and, I and was, I, it was so weird. I know because he's the one that says Moody's dead in uh in <laughs> Harry Potter uh in the Deathly Hallows Part One. And he was like, I was just really happy I got to say that my father's character died. Um, Which, okay, I want to go on a quick tangent there. You know that um, the boy who played young um, Tom Riddle in the orphanage was actually uh, Ralph Fiennes' nephew? Voldemort's nephew? Yeah, hero uh, Tiffin Fiennes, um, who is now in the After movies. Um, But yeah, that was him. And so, yeah, it's just a family affair. It's all we good. call that nepotism. Um, why couldn't I have been in the movies? <laughs> no. Uh, so, yeah, the cast, it features Dom Hall Gleason, uh, Rachel McAdams, uh, Margot Robbie, Bill Nye, uh, who plays Davy Jones in Pride of the Caribbean. Bill Nye? Nye. <laughs> Bill Nye. I love guy. Bill Nye. N I G H Y. Anyways, it's, it's basically, it's, it's a comedy romance, but it's about all the the men in this family. Uh, sorry, females, but all the men, sorry, ladies, uh, have the ability to time travel, but they can only time travel in their own lifetime. So like they can go back and like fix a mistake or they could, you know, like you like someone gets in a car accident, they could go back and like warn their friend, like, don't drive drunk, I'll drive you or something like that. And so basically it's about him trying to like, he figures his dad tells him that they can do this and he tries to like make decisions, but it's so good. Oh my gosh. Cause he like, like meets a girl and like, he really kicks it off, but then he like goes back and has to do something else. And it like ruins the timeline. Cause if he goes forward, he like, I never, he never met the girl. And he's like, crap. And so like, he keeps on trying different ways to like re meet her and it doesn't work at all. Uh, it's great and it's it's happy and it's funny and then it's also sad and I cried. Uh, so that's what I recommend. I cried. It's a tearjerker. Am I going to want to throw my phone at the TV? No. Okay. Also, uh, Isaac, I could not. The reason I don't think you were cast as young Tom Riddle is because I don't think you could ever play any version of Voldemort ever. Um, yeah. I hit people sometimes. Yeah, no. Uh, I would laugh. You, you aren't you aren't scaring me. I'll scare you. No. Uh, yeah, I no, I don't no think that's nose. Cool. Sorry. Yeah, no. Um if you take anything away from this episode, it's I don't think Isaac could ever play a villain. At least I'm not pointing over- my wand as hard as I can. No, okay. I take that back. If Isaac was gonna play a villain, it'd be like a Mega Mind. Oh yes. I love Mega Mind. <laughs> Um, all right, so my, my recommendations for this week. Um, if you've ever played, if you've never played the game Untitled Goose Game, um, highly recommend. Um, basically, you're just this pesky goose. Also, slight tangent. I hate <laughs> geese um, so much. Like, I I would go to the park to play Pokemon Go, and the geese would just be around. I'm like, can't you just leave? 
Um, one tried to bite my hand one time, so I like it scared me. So I like accidentally backhanded the goose, and then the rest <laughs> stayed away from me for like the whole summer. That was like. <laughs> Okay, it freaks me out, and I like the, my I have a fight reaction, not a flight reaction, and it, like it tried to bite my hand, and I went bam, and I slapped it. I was like, oh, okay, but, but I just if, don't like geese. If only the geese knew that together they could defeat you. <laughs> oh, they could try. I I would like. That's the thing. I've actually had this conversation with my girlfriend um, of like how many geese I think I could take on, but because like the geese have the long necks, I could like grab as long as i can get one by the neck i can use it as a weapon against the other ones <laughs> all <laughs> so right new opening question for next week how many geese do you think you can take, how many geese wait, can you okay. take in a fight wait, wait, where was this park because there has been a goose that has shown up in my courtyard the past two days oh no this is back like i'm from metro detroit so like it's back okay there because like what if it followed you and it's trying to find you <laughs> right now <laughs> Uh, go for it. I'll backhand it again. Um, um, sorry, I'm not promoting violence against animals. I just really don't like. <laughs> um, okay, but then my um the the game. You're just a pesky goose that like you start in, like a garden and you just like cause nonsense and you literally have like a checklist of things to just do to just annoy the other people in the game. <laughs> um, and it's really fun. Uh, it's like 15 bucks on the online on the Switch store. It's 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 definitely worth it. Um, and then like the other one I recommend for the phone. Holy no! I um, thought it was a phone game. Sorry. Oh no, it's on the Switch. Um, but then uh, my other recommendation is the show Star Girl. So um, it uh, premiered on the CW last year, and I, I kind of forgot about it until I was like, wait, isn't like season two coming out soon? Um, so highly recommend before season two does come out. It's just thirteen episodes for season one um very very well done jeff johns is in charge of it and that's the person who created the character star girl in the comics so he has a lot of like passion for it um really it's like a it's a family oriented show um kind of set in the arrowverse but also not um it's it's very very well done um great stories great characters stuff i didn't think i'd like i ended up loving by the end of the season and it was just exceptional so highly Did recommend you know that lou ferrigno's son lou ferrigno jr is in that show oh who does he play uh, I think something that hours or time. Hourman? Oh, yeah. Hourman? That's him? Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I can see, I, now that I, think, I can see the resemblance. Um, alrighty. Well, that is all we have for you today. Thank you so much for uh, tuning in uh, here at Raving Geeks. Uh, make sure you leave a comment wherever you're listening from. We'd love to hear uh, what you thought about the episode, what you think we should talk about in the future, um, or just literally anything, you know, you want to let us know. Your, your, your recommendations, your mm-hmm. favorite place to eat, um, what you think Loki is going to do in the season finale of Loki season one, anything. Also feel free to reach out to us with those comments on our Facebook, uh, Twitter, or TikTok, any of our social media channels um, at Raving Geeks. Um, and as always, I've been Brendan Valentine along with my co-hosts. I am Hope Goodall. And I'm Dark Lord Isaac Hunter. Alrighty then. <laughs> Stay geeky and have a great week, everyone. So long.